0: Merry Christmas and welcome to Podmas Day 9. Today is especially special because it's my sweet middle kiddo's birthday, my cutie kitty cat, the most tender and wholesome three-year-old around. Happy birthday to my Kate! So one of the working titles for today's episode was going to be, quote, Christmas Birthdays Stink. (laughs) And that's because I'm married to a husband who has a birthday near Christmas, and he'll be the first to tell you that he wishes his birthday wasn't around the holidays. And knowing this, I've made it my darndest effort to make both his and my Kate's birthday very special and also separate of Christmas. But so instead of talking the negative route today, I wanted to pull in this thread that Christopher brought up before Podmas on the pod, and that's this idea that every kid is their own snowflake. Now for us in Seattle, or better said, Bellevue, there is this thing called snowflake lane and you know sometimes it snows here but especially where we are so close to the water we just don't get as much snow as we have in other places and so when Christopher said every kid is their own snowflake but before we get into that let's do a big question and that's one two three and the question is does it usually snow on Christmas where you are? And we are back and forth on this because, like I said, it's occasionally snowed in Seattle, but we would never go without a white Christmas in New Hampshire. Actually, we would sometimes have a white Halloween and a white Mother's Day, but that's another rant for another time. There's just something so magical and heavenly and pristine about having white snow falling so silently on a Christmas morning. And for that, I'll be the first to thank New Hampshire for completely changing my view of snow. And now that I'm removed from it, I miss it terribly. And also I miss the people. But for the concept of every kid being their own snowflake, I have been diving into this idea of birth order and how that plays into development, but also just the cliche idea of nature versus nurture. And I find myself drifting to this idea more than I thought I would about dissecting my kids' personalities and likes and dislikes and bents and wonder to myself, is it genetic? Is it learned? Is this because they're first, second, or the baby? Are they strong-willed or are they fighting for their life with their siblings so close in age? So, for today, knowing that Kate is now three, happy birthday, Kate, I can tell you that she was the most humbling but joy-filled experience when she came into the world. Ellie wasn't, and now knowing PJ, she wasn't a, quote, difficult baby. And from the world's perspective, Ellie and PJ were, quote, easy because they slept through the night early on, they had, you know, minor difficulties, and I think they both gave me this false pretense that I just had my ish together. But Kate was different, and she continues to be different, and I'm proud of the way she's different. And I'd like to say I parented and took care of her in a vacuum, but really, I can't perfectly recreate environments. I really can't recreate them enough, I guess, to make carbon copies of kids. But do we even really want that? Just a question. Not to mention, if we think about it, we had Ellie in Texas, Kate in New Hampshire, and PJ in Washington. So by default, life looks different. But I am calling on you and challenging myself to see each kid as their own special snowflake. Unique in design, beautiful by themselves, and a part of something greater. But it made me want to start researching and exploring snowflakes because it is such a magical kind of childlike thing to ponder and get excited about. But one thing is, did you know that snowflakes are symmetrical? I mean, I know when I'm like making a snowflake out of piece of paper, like when I did when I was a little kid, you get to fold the piece of paper in half and then you cut out the shape. Does that make sense? And I just feel like they're among the few things in nature that could almost be folded in half to be a perfect match. But also knowing that no two are the same, almost like fingerprints, that is just so cool. And they say that snowflakes, even if they start out looking really similar... Every snowflake takes a different path from the sky to the ground, so each one is formed in unique patterns that make them one of a kind. Almost like how kids have their own paths and even though you might do your best to control the environment, they're different. And there's nothing you can say good or bad for yourself as long as you're just doing your best leaning on the Lord. Really every kid is just going to be their own snowflake. And it makes me think of Romans, I think it's 12:4. We have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. And what a mark of our maker. How sweet is it that the most intimate details of our lives, like a microscopic snowflake, are important to God. And it made me think of in Job, it's Job twelve seven through 10, and it says, But now ask the beasts, and they will teach you, and the birds of the air, and they will tell you, or speak to the earth, and it will teach you, and the fish of the sea will explain to you. Who among all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? In whose hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind? Ultimately, y'all, in this Advent season, as we expectantly hope and wait for our Lord to come again, we are met with the reality of our personal struggles with sin, So for today, let's remember God's promise despite our seemingly hopeless state. And that's our Devo for today. It's Isaiah 118. Come now, let us reason together. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Isaiah 118. okay. Love y'all so much. And thank you for joining me today and talking about how each kid is its own special snowflake. (laughs) Hope y'all have the best day and I'll talk to you tomorrow on Podmas Day 10. All right. Love y'all. Bye.